0: Time now for us to have a little chat with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. All right. I know there's kind of like a good news, bad news thing going on with pandemic stuff today. Let's start with the good news. Yeah, let's start
1: with the good news, Simi. And I'm, I'm just going to tell the listener, in case they didn't hear it on the news, that you've been deputized by Dr. Bonnie Henry. Have I? Yes, you have, because Dr. Henry did her mental health talk yesterday on how to fend off pandemic depression and he said sh- she said meditate she said go for a walk and she said <clears throat> bake cookies <laughs> now Simmy, I've been doing I this I <laughs> think you have been enlisted uh, you can't not not bake cookies Come this on. season you are now working for Dr. Bonnie Henry and frankly if you don't bake cookies you ride with COVID-19 <laughs>
0: Vaughn, I'm going to go home today and take a picture of my refrigerator and send it to you because for the last three weeks, I have been making cookie dough of different kinds and then putting them in the fridge to bake off this week to assemble my cookie boxes. So hey, my fridge see, listen, is filled I, yeah, I know dough.
1: you're talking about what would you pay good money to see. Yes. And I'm here to say I would make a significant donation to the NW Children's Fund to see a bake-off between you and Dr. Bonnie Henry for charity. Oh, I think that's got huge
0: potential. I could win this. Uh, and, <laughs> and listen, look, I, I know
1: there are Christmas Grinches out there that are going to say this is facetious. My God, we've got atmospheric rivers. We've got Omicron. I know you read a lot of history. Yes. I do too. Yeah. And one of the things that I find reading about history. So you read about the Great Depression or World War II. How the hell did people get through it, right? How did they get yeah. through it? And one of the things you see again and again in the, in the social histories of those eras is the rise of listening to the radio and radio comedy, going to movies, little music shows all over the communities. It, it wasn't because people weren't making sacrifices, and taking things seriously. they God, they were putting up with stuff that I would find very hard to put up. Unfathomable, yeah. But they recognized, you know, it was before we had government mental health programs, but they recognized that it, that it wasn't just distraction. It was the kinds of things you needed to stabilize your thinking and get through things um, with stuff like that. So, you know, we're being facetious I this agree, morning. I, I know, but it's serious... In a way, I thought yesterday her acknowledgement on this stuff—that we just have to put up with this stuff, but we also have to find a way through it—I thought it was one of her best briefings in a long time.
0: It's really interesting that you say that too, because I thought I wonder if at some point people are are tuning out the message that they're getting from the briefings because Uh it does feel sometimes like it's—it's just more of the same.
1: Yeah, maybe you know. uh, I mean, mean, there is pandemic fatigue. I, I was. The other thing she said yesterday, and I, I'm just going to go look up what we were reporting this time last year. Next next week is the anniversary of the first vaccinations in B.C. So, you know, uh, this time last year, uh, we were still worrying about how the hell we were going to get through this thing without vaccines because they'd been, they'd been discovered and developed. But they hadn't been approved for use yet. And so we started vaccinating. And, you know, here we are a year later. The numbers yesterday... The good news numbers yesterday, what, more than 4 million doses here in B.C.? Uh, Half a million people have already uh, gotten their boosters shots. Um, Already, 10% of the age 5 to 11 cohort are vaccinated. We're looking at fourth doses for the immunocompromised. So, that's all to the good. Uh, the bad, of course, uh, Omicron is here, and we've got our first five cases. Um, we still got, what, 450 people in the ICU. 150 people have yeah. had to be airlifted out of the north uh, to hospitals elsewhere. So it's far from over, and there's good news and bad news. But yeah, I, I hope people aren't so fatigued that they're not getting the message because. We need to stay on message to get through this.
0: I think that is so true. And then talking about travel plans here again, and I think people are vexed no matter what they do. we were told don't go on the roads. Okay, people won't go on the roads. They try to book a flight. Well, now it turns out the flights are expensive.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's true. And, and anyway, the roads aren't open. And anyway, I think my read of it is travel is way too risky now. You can, yeah. you can go somewhere and not be able to get home. Uh, You can go somewhere, uh, you know, you're planning to cross the border into the United States, and whoop, the Americans just changed the rules on crossing the border. This changes the nature of what we're in. I I noticed Dr. Henry was asked yesterday, um, are you planning more restrictions over the holiday season? And she said, no, I'm not planning them. But I think any statement that the public health authorities or the travel agencies or the airlines or governments make It's all contingent on uh, what's coming at us and nobody knows. Um, She was asked yesterday about the five cases of Omicron here. Well, what we know so far is they're all related to travel. Two of the people are unvaccinated. The cases seem mild at the moment, but they know there are more cases out there and we're hearing mixed messages on how serious Omicron is. So... Um, nobody's got a crystal ball in this thing. Again, go back to a year ago. Uh, what were we expecting to come at us? Well, one of the things we kind of hoped was things would be over in yes, 2021. Yes, we were. No, no, no. Here we go. 2022 is coming at us, and we don't know what it bring.
0: That is so true. So where are we at right now? What did we hear on that front yesterday? We know that Delta is still the dominant strain here. Yes.
1: So Dix was interesting on that. He he did his Delta thing and he said, look, it's still the overwhelming variant here. It's what's putting people in hospital in the ICU. It's what's forcing us to airlift patients out of uh, northern British Columbia. It's still infecting the unvaxxed a lot more than it's effect- infecting the vaccinated. Um, as, as your uh, Gord is reporting on the news this morning, uh, there's some evidence that uh, Pfizer uh, can handle Omicron if you get a booster shot. There's some evidence that Omicron may be, you know, there there is, from what I've read on um, viruses, there is a variation on viruses that is both more communicable, so it travels farther and it crowds out the other vaccines, but it isn't as harmful as a as the case that it gives you. So we don't know if it's that kind of variation, but it is possible that Omicron could be more transmissible and less severe. It could be the kind of mutation that sometimes happens with viruses. Where did the Spanish flu go away, go to, you know, in 1918? Exactly. It It didn't go away. It mutated into something that didn't kill the patients, so it got passed on. And eventually, you know, we have variations of the flu now every year, which do kill some people, but aren't as ferocious as some of the variations of COVID-19 that we've been dealing with.
0: Right. Okay. So we know, though, like this is still a problem, yep. uh, but the long-term care outbreaks seem to be improving.
1: Yeah. So there's some good news. Uh, we, this thing was uh, really ravaging long-term care and it, in, in to some degree in defiance of the of the messaging we've been getting from our provincial government, which is, hey, we got this thing under control. And it turned out we didn't. And a lot of the deaths that we've had this fall have been in long-term care. And at one point, we had a lot of outbreaks in long-term care again. We had, what, 20, more than 20 outbreaks at one point. Uh, we're now down to three. Everyone's vaccinated again. So the it, it's um, it's this tug-of-war between... How much can we do? How many doses can we get out there? How quickly can we get everybody vaccinated and get it under control? It takes a while. A lot of people pay a terrible price while we're doing it. Looking ahead, uh, I heard yesterday, this one matters a bit to me, that the age 65 plus cohort, that's me, uh, will be getting notifications soon, starting, I think, next week, uh, to get your booster shot. So, I'm on a schedule, it's six months from the second dose. I'll probably get one in January. Play it safe until then is my advice to me. But, and and, and I noticed the other thing Dr. Henry said was, um, you will be vaccinated, you will be notified, but basically don't call us, we'll call you, unless you're not registered. If you're not registered, meaning if you got your first dose before the registration system was set up... Check and make sure you're registered, but you will be notified if you're registered already. Be patient, but you should get vaccinated. If you're over 65, you should get your second dose within six months of when you got your, your, uh, I'm sorry, you should get your booster shot within six months of when you got your second dose.
0: Check that email. All right. Thank you for that, Vaughn. Bye-bye.